Episode number 26, Pornography, a Barrier to Connection. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. All right, welcome back to the Fighting for Connection podcast. First of all, I just want to start by letting all of you guys know how amazing it is that you take the time out of your day to send the feedback and support that I've gotten. I know I've said it before, but it really is special and meaningful to me that so many of you guys have just taken a minute or two to send me a message or my wife a message. And uh, again, it just, it's, it's, a little bit of fuel that we need to know that this is worth uh, continuing to do because it does take a lot of effort and uh, and it is something that I think can feel a little bit vulnerable as well. So much appreciation there. Uh, also, I want you to know like the best way that I know that this is really helpful is when I see the podcast being shared uh, in terms of like it's it's growing an audience. That's when I know like there's something in here that people are finding to be helpful and that's helpful to know. Um, it's it's probably the best form of feedback that I have. So if you've been someone who, who has shared or talked about this podcast and you found it to be helpful, uh, I appreciate that as well. Um, Another thing that people don't know so much is like rating and reviewing this podcast helps expand its reach as well and it helps get this message out to others who are looking for uh, help and support and some of the same things that you found helpful and supportive here within this podcast. I've also mentioned on here how much I enjoy the opportunities that I get to bring guests on the podcast. I, I have to admit, I've been a little bit shy to reach out and ask others to come on, but I've gotten a lot of encouragement and definitely like the podcasts that I've done with interviews or I've brought guests on have been some of the most popular ones that I've, that I've produced. Uh, so it's, it's with that and with people kind of poking and prodding me that I've reached out to a few more people to see if they'd be willing to come on and have a conversation on this podcast with me. So hopefully in the near future, we'll see some more of that style of podcast or, or episode. Um, with that being said, if you or someone you know would be willing to come on and visit me about, uh, visit with me about like relationships, whether it's relationships in your marriage or with your children or professional relationships or friendships or relationships like uh, we've done one on how relationships form on social media. There's a lot of different ways that we can go. Uh, but one of the primary goals for this podcast is to really uh, highlight our ability to be intentional within our relationships. So uh, while the while the Topics are are endless and and can be very broad. Uh, that's something that I want to also kind of weave into all of these episodes. Is that um, there's there's things and and skills and uh, insight and knowledge that we can use to help us be more intentional in our relationships. 
So I definitely know that you, the listener, appreciates those that form at least of, of episode, and I want to continue to bring those kinds of conversations to you. I hope that uh, I can go out there and find them and definitely am hopeful that some of them will come knocking on my door and uh, arrive willing and able to participate in something like that. So now we will transition to a topic that really makes my heart skip a beat to even think about talking about. And the topic is pornography. You know, this topic is such a personal topic for me. I've, I've had such a strong desire to help others who are in the position that I once was. But I've really found this topic to be a difficult one to discuss in a public setting. A few years ago, I started a small group uh, to support men who struggled with the use of pornography and, and who wanted to quit. And in that group, I had something like three to five men over the course of about a year or so that attended that group regularly. And some of those conversations that took place in that group, I'll remember for the rest of my life. They were um, some sincere men in there who were really struggling and who were facing some pretty difficult circumstances because of uh, these addictive behaviors. And I really saw the value of that group, and I wanted to share uh, this group with others so that they knew it was something that was available in the area. So what I did is I, I posted an advertisement on a, uh, for that group, for that support group, onto a Facebook group, which had some like 3,500 other mental health professionals on it. And I posted this kind of uh, nice little Canva advertisement picture thing. And uh, and it took like an hour or two to be approved by the group to be posted. And, and uh, I just kind of put it in there into the queue to be approved and went about my day. And then that evening, I remember I was I, I had some visitors over, some company over, and I, I just remember my phone like blowing up with notifications and um, and I snuck a peek at them just to see like what was going on. And I remember just seeing like one of the messages that was coming through and my heart just like dropped. Um, and I, I began to recognize pretty quickly that um, this, this uh, group was not being... Uh, accepted very well by by this Facebook group that I was on. The support group wasn't being accepted very well by the Facebook group that I was on. Uh, and it became clear that there were some really, really strong feelings around me offering support to men who wanted to quit using pornography. And the strong feelings were were clear that they were not in support of this group. So this became a problem for me. Um, I experienced such high levels of anxiety when I'm the source of conflict. And uh, it's interesting because like I work with couples all day and there's like arguments and things that can happen in my office, but it doesn't create the same level of stress. I think it's because it's not really personalized to me. They're not upset at me. They're upset with each other. And that for some reason is easier. Um, but when I am like the source of the problem, when I'm the, 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 direction that the 
anger or the frustration or the uh, criticism or whatever is directed at, uh, I I get really anxious and I could hardly sleep that night. It it affected me that much. And many people on that group shared with me that like I shouldn't be shaming porn, uh, that I should be working to uh, or working with the offended wife or the wife of the porn user to create some sort of acceptance around their husband's pornography use, and that my work should really be to normalize its use rather than um, moving into, I think they use the term like purity culture and uh, making it some awful, you know, disgusting thing or something like that. Um, and and uh, I guess I'm, I'm not like a super bold personality, so... Uh, I didn't really engage in the conversation. I just tried to ignore everything that I received. And uh, I don't even know if I, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't even post a response to it. I don't think I pulled the post down. I just didn't do anything with it. Um, and and uh, it was around that same time, I also began to share about some of these things on social media. I might have shared that same support group on my social media. And I also received uh, some feedback that it created discomfort for some there too. I know I'd created like maybe a little video and um, some some posts on my Instagram regarding it. And um, I got some positive feedback, but also some feedback that it created some discomfort or some uh, concern for some. And ever since then, I, I've really shied away from expanding my professional work in that direction. Um, that group, that that support group that met once a month uh, died off really with my move to Buffalo. I was meeting with that group in St. Michael for a year or so. And as I moved to Buffalo, it just became too long of a drive for those participants. And they, they discontinued coming. And I haven't really worked to start that group back up. Um, I used to advertise also on my website specifically for pornography support. And I've really began to shift or turn my focus to working with couples uh, in conflict who want to stay together primarily. And I think there are a couple reasons for this. Number one, I found like couples work, for me at least, to be especially rewarding. I think it's maybe because of the way that that work happens. Um, but I get the opportunity to see some pretty amazing results and breakthroughs happen right in the room with me. Like I know I've shared on here before, but like I'm watching some of the most special moments shared between couples right in front of my eyes. And I I don't know, for me, it's, it's just uh, something that's pretty special to watch and pretty fulfilling for me to, um, to experience. And, and it's motivating for me in that work because, uh, you know, it's kind of like, like mowing the lawn, you get to, you get to do the work, but you also get to see the results. And, um, and for whatever reason, there's, there's a reward system in place there that, uh, that I've really appreciated. And so I continue to, um, really, really move in that direction of couples work. The second, the second reason that I think really comes up here is um, advertising and talking about pornography seems to really stir up a lot of various emotions in the listening audience. And pornography already is a vulnerable thing uh, 
uh, for me to talk about. And I really do worry about being judged or seeing or, or being seen differently. And I've talked openly how on here, at least on this podcast, that I really have a longing to be accepted by those around me. And I, I do worry that like talking about this subject will somehow push people away or create some sort of a judgment about me. Um, and so because of that worry, it just feels easier at times to just let it be and to hold on to like my thoughts in this area and uh, my experiences here and just to enjoy my life without causing a stir or um, discomfort or creating some sort of judgment about me. But I would have to say that I still have felt a nudge and I've talked with Kelsey a lot about this. Um, but this nudge comes from this feeling that I have when I remember when I began to recognize uh, that the very thing that I thought only affected me has impacted so many. I remember feeling this early in my journey to stop using pornography that, wow, I'm not the only one that's struggling with this. And and for me, like it causes this kind of a thought process, like why did I think that I was alone all these years? And why didn't I come across any sort of support or become aware of like a something that's a widespread issue in any way prior to when I did, uh, when I began to like look for it and seek for it. Um, I mean, it was pornography use was talked about here and there throughout my life, um, but it was always talked about in a way like it was someone else's issue or it was some like small, uh, you know, a few people here and there had this issue, and so we kind of talk about it, but then we. We just move on and, and move forward. And for me, at least, the way it was talked about, it always seemed like it was someone else's issue. And that really made it difficult for me to reach out for support. Um, I read a book early on as I began this journey away from using porn. And the book was called Every Man's Battle. And that title is interesting to me because the title isn't, it's not titled some men's battle or most men's battle, but every man's battle. And now, is it for me to say that pornography is a battle that every man faces? No, I, I, I don't, I can't say that, right? All I can say is that this is something that has affected me and as I've talked about it and I've shared about it and I've learned about it uh, and I've been in more conversations about it, I've found that it also affects so many, so many others. Um, you know, if you just go on and Google like the amount of uh, pornography that's consumed in the United States, uh, that you look at some of the studies that are uh, looking at how much of the population are using porn. It's it's a high, high, high percentage, and so you because of that, you know, like uh, there's people all around us that are are struggling with it. Now, is pornography use a problem for everybody? Maybe not, uh, but I will share that you know this is something that I struggled with, and I found that it was becoming a problem in my life, and that's really the only thing that I can hold on to with any sort of confidence in this area. Aside from that, you know, we can just kind of look at the numbers and, and the data and uh, we can make some assumptions there. But, um, but really, I, I, 
I produce this not to say it's something that everybody struggles with, but I really produce and talk about this uh, to really reach out to that one, the one who was like me, who felt really alone, who felt like there was no one else who struggled with this, who worried that they were the only one with this problem and didn't know where to turn to and how to uh, begin to uh, move in the direction that they want with their life. Now, my decision to not use pornography is one that I, I feel so happy, so so thankful and lucky for. Um, and I've experienced so many benefits from not consuming pornography. But it also is something that I don't feel like I can boast about because not using pornography has not made me a better person in any way, shape, or form. I am thankful to be where I am. Don't get me wrong there, but and I feel thankful that I was able to find the tools and the resources that I needed and that I got so much support throughout that whole process. It really was it really was like humbling. It was unbelievable and and it's changed my life. The 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 support and care that I received through that uh through that whole journey. And one of the primary reasons that I am so thankful uh that I I've figured out a way to not consume pornography is that for so many years, I felt that using porn and masturbating was a barrier to connection uh, and to connection that I wanted so much, primarily a connection with my creator, God. I remember as a, as a young boy, uh, young man, praying that I, I wouldn't continue to behave in the ways that I was behaving. And as I look back on that time, I don't know that I, I believe I didn't have a connection with God during that time, but I am able to see how this behavior caused so much worry for me. It was it was something, this behavior was something that made it difficult for me to trust in that connection that I had with my creator. And I also noticed how over time, uh, my sensitivity to what I was consuming was really decreasing and the behaviors that I was doing grew in intensity and frequency and for, you know, even as I was in that, I could kind of see how this was this was really causing some havoc and, and spiraling out of control. So the spiritual connection was something that my mind grappled with for for years, ten plus years, and I wondered and worried in silence. But over time, it seemed like the impacts of my behaviors were having more of a direct impact on my physical life as well. Um, my career, my health, my motivation, all, all these areas of my life, I could begin to directly tie back um, some negative implications to those things because of the behaviors, because of the porn use and masturbation that I was, uh, that I was participating in. And I knew that I had to do something when I began to notice how it was really impacting the connections that I was having in my life. Dealing with something like this, for me at least, it had such a big impact on my self-confidence. I felt so dirty and creepy and less than all the people around me. And, and these beliefs that I had about myself were preventing me from 
moving close in relationships to others, like my friends and family and things like that. But I also began to really notice how it was negatively impacting the relationship that I had with my wife, Kelsey. I, I had this worry that this loving and caring wife, beautiful wife that I had would change the minute she found out the truth. And it was the truth about me. And as we were married for a number of years, I began to notice how this desire to be close to her wasn't as strong as it used to be. Uh, I noticed I wasn't as attracted to her. uh, And when conflict arose, it seemed like it was just too much work to try to figure out. Uh, And I was... I really began to notice like I was more attracted to the virtual reality of the world of porn than to like the the life full of human connection and blessing that was in front of me. And that was a scary thing. I was scared that I wouldn't be able to stop. I was scared of where this would lead, scared that I'd create so much confusion in my relationship that I'd lose this amazing partner by my side. And I have to believe that it was in this way God answered my prayers. He gave me this overwhelming desire to admit exactly where I was, who I was, what I was doing, and to take full responsibility for my actions. I began to do everything that I could to stop or to to make using pornography impossible in my life. And I began to I began the work of changing the reward systems in my brain around pornography specifically. Uh, I was I was all in and there was a, a summer there where I I was completely invested in uh, changing this dynamic or these behaviors within me. And the results of that have been amazing. It's been amazing to not be faced with the content that created such a barrier to connection and to not feel so out of control and unable to stop myself from consuming this material. And yet, an open and ongoing conversation that I have with Kelsey now is that, you know, porn is one one thing and it's a great thing to eliminate from our life, but it's not the full issue. And and there's also this issue of like physical attraction to others outside of our relationship, um, physical, emotional attraction, whatever it is. Um, it can be different, but similar for men and women uh, within the relationship. And, and that this is also an important matter to discuss in our relationship. Uh, and it's a difficult matter for me to, to really manage. And one piece of my brain knows that I want one thing in my life, and it's to love and to serve Kelsey and to have the best relationship I possibly can with her and uh, to really feel you know the the joy and the connection that is there within that little home family that uh, I have with Kelsey. Um, but I've also found that I have this other portion of my brain that gets distracted and it can begin to compare and covet uh, those relationships and those people around me in my life. And it's been an ongoing battle and one that I've been so, so fortunate to have Kelsey by my side for. 
it's required me to personally take action to protect my marriage, to make sure that I don't make any decisions that hurt us both. I'm not so confident uh, that in of in and of myself that I feel like I can have access to anything or be in any situation that could make this desire to honor Kelsey difficult. I just I just don't have that type of confidence in and of myself. So I've began to understand how there are certain environments and content and apps that cause a stir or bring temptation and really bring discontentment into my life. And I've had to to really create some boundaries and and create uh, some systems and put some software and all kinds of different things in place to really protect the relationship that I have with Kelsey, the relationship that I have with my God, and, and to really help myself in these matters. Um, because when, when I found that if I don't do this, it really affects those connections. Uh, like I said, with, with God, with Kelsey and all those people around me. So, um, so I think that's an important thing to consider here that even though, you know, I've been able to step away from, um, these behaviors that seem especially difficult, uh, I've still had to, uh, really work to protect uh, this close connection, this close relationship that I have and and want. So I share this as my own personal story. This really is me. It's Brett, right? Um, and it's not someone that I'm especially proud of. Uh, but what I do know is it's someone that is like so many others. And I want so much for you who feels the same pain that I've felt, who feels alone as I did to know that there are others, others who are willing to support you, to see you as a human who makes sense, a human that's longing for connection. You know, there's so much uh, science and data that points to something like a pornography habit as being tied to our connection that we have with the people around us, with our attachment. Uh, and and it's this kind of a conversation that I believe is so necessary to have so we can reduce the use of pornography in our society and to really provide support to those who are looking for it, who want it. Pornography and its use is skyrocketing. I believe that the consequences on our relationships and the connections that we have in our lives will continue to be negatively impacted with its ongoing use. I think we need to have and open up access to care. Uh, We need to be supportive because so many people, I know this, I know this so closely that there are so many people who want to stop, but they just really don't know how or who to turn to. So if you are one that has been impacted by this in any way, I do encourage you to reach out to get support because I know you will find it. Reaching out for support opens up so much connection. And if it's your desire to stop, I want you to take the responsibility to take action today. That's something that you're able to do and it's something that will serve you for the rest of your life. And to those of you who aren't impacted by this or aren't affected by this in any way and it's causing some some thoughts within you, I want you to know this, that those people uh, 
that are struggling with this are all around you. We can just simply look at the data to, to prove that to be the case. And to push them aside or to overlook them as gross or as problematic, it really makes the barriers to getting support for these people so much higher. And pornography is being used in high numbers by our teenagers, by men, by women. It's addicting. It's so highly accessible that I think we all need to do our part to make access to support as as uh, low of a threshold as possible so we can really help all those people around us because if they get help, it creates a better society for everybody, better relationships for everybody, better homes for our children, and, and the impacts are so great that I think uh, we all can step up a little bit and do a better job of really supporting the people in our lives who want support with this. And to you, the listener, I do have one request for you, that you're gentle with me as I talk about this. Uh, I share this with you that I, I, I share this with you with the trust that I will be heard with an ear that's willing to be constructive and caring. Uh, it's a big topic. It's a challenging topic for me to discuss. And there's, there's just no way that I'm able to cover every nuance or communicate every facet of this issue clearly or correctly or in a way that makes sense for everybody. Um, and I simply want to just lower the threshold for support to the one who wants it. Because I really believe this, that support is a universal need. And there's so many around us that are wanting and looking and wishing for support in this issue. And we can all step up to be that for them. So that's all I had for today. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions or have some podcast guests that you want to offer to me, feel free to email me at brett, B-R-E-T-T, at pivotalapproach.com. Again, that's brett at pivotalapproach.com. Or you can call me at 763-412-1992. Have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Bye-bye. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com, and become the difference you need in your relationship.